magnify the name of the Lord. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. The Holy Ghost is in this place tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus, you are great and mighty, oh God. There is none other like you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. Have your way in this place, oh God. Let your Holy Ghost move, Jesus. Oh God, let your spirit fall like rain in this place, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody, the power of the Holy Ghost is here. Come on, I'm talking about power to heal, power to save, and deliver is here in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wonderful are you, oh God. Mighty are you, oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, worthy are you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. So I love what I feel here in the house of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody. Are you determined to grab a hold of him? Are you determined to grab a hold of the hem of his garment? Come on, somebody. Are you determined not to let him pass you by, but you want to grab a hold of him? Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we magnify you. Oh, God, we glorify your holy name, Jesus. Awesome and mighty are you, oh, Lord. We can't do anything without you, Jesus. We need your presence. We need your power. Oh, God, we need you to impart wisdom and understanding into our lives, oh, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, worthy are you, O oh God. Worthy are you, O oh God. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody, you ain't got to search no longer. What you need is here in the house of the Lord. Come on, you don't have to wander to and fro any longer. What you need is here in the house of the Lord. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we worship you, O oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, dear God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight. Hallelujah, dear God. Great and mighty are you, Jesus. Oh, I love what I feel here in the house of the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. Matthew 16 and beginning at verse, verse 1 says, The Pharisees, also with the Sadducees, came and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, 
It will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to uh, I want to preach on knowing the times. Knowing the times. You can be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. Here, first off, I want to, I just want to talk about and tell us how important is that we know the times that we're living in. Uh, the times we're living in are times that Jesus told his disciples about. He told his disciples that different things that was going to take place and he told them to to watch out for these things because when these things takes place I'm on my way back. I'm coming back. And he gave them all the different signs to look out for. And if you look around in the world that we're living in, we are living in a, a very dark time in this life. And it's important that we don't get distracted. It's important that we don't get drawn by uh, the spirit of this time or this age, that we're not distracted, that we're not pulled away from what we know is right and what is true. He told them they came and they wanted a sign. They wanted to him to give them a sign. And he began to tell them that you can discern the sky. You can look at the sky and you know when it's going to be a fair day. Um, and you can look at the sky and you can determine whether it's not going to be a fair day. And he's saying, you can do this, but you can't discern the times. I want to understand the time that I'm living in, and I want to know that I don't have as much time as I would like to think it sometimes. Um, we don't have that much time. And we have to know that this is not the time for us to let down. It's not the time for us to let down on principles and statutes and the law of God's word. It's not time for us to do that. But if we're going to live for God today, is the time to do it. Uh, it's no longer a time to say, well, I will do that when time permits. Uh, I, I'll get around to that. We don't have as much time as we think we do, and it is now time for us. If we're going to serve God, we're going to serve him now. It's going to have to be now. If we're going to live faithfully, it has to be now because this time is winding down. And when it comes to an end, I want to make sure that I poured my all into the kingdom of God. I want to make sure that I gave God my very best. In this service tonight, I want to make sure that I give God everything that I have. It's not time to play patty cake any longer. It's not time to... 
It's not time to kid around. It's not time to play around. It's time to get serious about this thing because it's coming to an end. And Jesus is on his way back. And when he comes, I want to make sure that I'm a part of that number that he takes with him. You can be seated. See, because if we're not careful, we can think that we have a lot of time. We can think that we have all the time in the world to get things right and to get and to live faithfully for God. But we don't have as much time as we think we do. And there are some times that I believe that we need to know the devil knows that he doesn't have a whole lot of time. He knows that. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations that the devil knows that he only has a short amount of time. And you better believe that in that short amount of time that he has, he is trying to persuade, he is trying to pull as many people into hell as he possibly can. If the devil knows that he only has a short amount of time and he is pouring his all into leading people to wickedness and ungodliness, how much more should the church, how much more should people that have been born of the water and of the spirit know that we don't have that much time to be about this thing. And while we have, while it is day, it is time to be about our Father's business. You can be seated tonight. David said it like this. He said, remember that my time is short. In other words, David understood that there's not a whole lot amount of time in this life that we live. And while I live it, I want to make sure that I give God everything that I have. I want to make sure, I don't want to put off uh, what I can do today. I don't want to say, well, tomorrow I'll read my Bible. Or next week I'll be about outreach. Or um, I'll dedicate myself to prayer at some point. No, I want to do it now. I want to do it now while I have the opportunity. The Bible tells us that Paul came to a man and he began to talk to him about the things of God. And as he talked to this man and, and the words and the, the message that Paul was giving him was so convicting that this man began to shake. He began to tremble. And the Bible says that he shook all of that off and he told Paul to come back to me at a more convenient season. In other words, he thought that he could call the shots. He could determine when he was going to get things right with God. And the devil would love for people to fall into a trap of thinking that you can call the shots um, and that you can determine when you're going to get things right with God. My Bible tells me that now it is high time. Okay, it is high time to awake out of sleep. Come on, it, it is not. We don't have the luxury of saying when we're going to get this thing right and when we're going to do this thing. But when God brings the word of God to us, it's not the time for us to shake it off and say, I'll get around to that. It's time to grab a hold of what God is trying to give us. 
Come on, I realize that I don't have all the time in the world, and I want to discern the times and realize that if I'm going to live for God, I got to live for him today. If I'm going to serve God with all of my heart, I got to serve him with everything that I have today. I got to pray today. I got to read today. I got to tell somebody about Jesus Christ while I have a chance. You can be seated tonight. I want to make the best. I want to make my time count. I want to make the best of the time that I have. The book of Ephesians, it talks about redeeming the time, for the day is evil. In other words, it's telling us to make the best use of the time the opportunity that you have. Every time I step foot into a house of the Lord, I want to realize that I'm not promised another day, and I want to make the best of that time. When I'm on the job, I want to make the best of the time that I have. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians how we're supposed to act around those that are without or towards those that are without and it talks about redeeming the time. Those that are without, those are the ones that are not about and are not concerned about the things of God. There is a way that we're supposed to act and we're supposed to be around the ungodly. We're, supposed, we're not supposed to fit in to what they're doing in, but we're supposed to be a city set upon a hill. We're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be a witness. We're supposed to be praying, Lord, open up a door that I can tell them about your word, that I can tell them about your truth. Come on, somebody. I want to redeem the time. I want to make the best of the time that I have. I want to make best of the opportunity that God has given me to be a light, to be an example, to be a witness, to be that city that's set on the hill. I want to understand the times that we're living in. You can be seated tonight. I don't want to fall into the trap of thinking that I have a whole lot of time. Because I don't. The Bible tells us, if we're not careful, you can, we can become wrapped up about so many different things that at the, when it's all said and done and it's time for us to face eternity, that it doesn't matter. And that it's not going to do us any good. The Word of God tells us about a rich man and how that this man, he had a lot of things, a lot of possessions, to the point that he said it within himself, I'm going to tear down my barn and I'm going to make a bigger barn. I'm going to expand this thing. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger so that I can house all the things that I have. And he did that. He did everything that he felt was needed. And he said within himself, he said, soul, take ease. You got everything that you need. And the word came to him that very same night, thou fool. Tonight is thy soul required of thee. I'm sure this man thought that he had a lot of time. I'm sure he thought he had time to do what he wanted to do, do it how he wanted to do it, and do it with whoever he wanted to do it with. I'm sure he thought he had all the time in the world. And when he thought that everything was good right then and there, it was time, his time was up. 
he no longer had any more time. And the Bible says us, tells us what good are these, the, the word said, well, now who are you going to leave these things to? What good is it going to do you? Come on, the Bible tells us what does it profit a man if he gains this whole entire world and he lose his soul. Come on, I got to know the times that I'm living in and I got to know that it's not time for me to make as much money as I possibly can. It's not time for me to dedicate all of my energy to this life and to this world because this world is coming to an end. The Bible says that here we have not a continuing city it's coming to an end. I got to put my affections, I got to put my emotions towards something that is so much greater, something that is going to last, something that is going to matter, something... Oh, I'm talking about discerning the times. I'm talking about knowing the day and the time that we're living in and giving everything that we have to Jesus Christ. You can be seated tonight. I want to know the times that we're living in. I want to know that I don't have as much time as I think I do. And it's important that I get my life right with God. If you have a Bible, let's go to Psalms chapter 32. I find it very inter interesting. In this chapter, what David said, and I want to share it with us tonight because it's important tonight that we, we get this. Psalms chapter 32, and beginning at verse 5, he said, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and thou forgavest the, the iniquity of my sin, Selah. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. I want to get things right with God while I have the time. I want to get things right with God while in a time that he can be found. In a time that he is going to hear us. The Bible tells us that Isaiah said it. He said, seek the Lord while he may be found. I want to get things out in the open. I want to get things cleared up with God while he can be found and while he hears me. I don't want to do my thing throughout this life and I come face to face with him in eternity and then I want to get things right. It's going to be too late then, but while he may be found in a time that he may be found, I want to confess some things. I want to get it out in the open and say, Lord, forgive me. Wash me. I need your power. I need your strength. Help me to overcome. Help me to stay on that strength a narrow path. Help me to keep my eyes fixed on you. Oh, come on, somebody. This church service is a good time to get things out in the open with God and tell God, I need you, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. Wash me, Jesus. Cleanse my heart, dear God. Come on, I want to seek him in a time that he may be found. Because it's going to be too late. You can be seated tonight. 
going to be too late to negotiate. It's going to be too late to plead with him. When we're standing face to face, the time that we have is now. The time that we have is now. The Bible tells us that today, that it talks about it, man, now the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. If you're going to get your heart right, there's no time like today. If you're going to get things cleared up with God, today's the day to do it. If you're going to get baptized in Jesus' name, now's the time to do it. If you're going to repent for some things and get things out of it open and cleared up with God, now is the time to do it. I don't want nothing following me in eternity, but I want to get it cleared up while I have the time, while he can be found, while I can inquire of him. You can be seated tonight. Right with him now. We have that time. We have that time. There's no deals. It's going to be worked out. People think that they'll be able to. Some people have the idea that when God comes back for his church, that there'll be a chance to get things right after that. That's it. When God comes back, there is. No other chance for the ungodly. There is not another time. Now is the time. Now is the time to crucify that flesh. Now is the time to get rid of some things. Now is some time to cut off some things. Listen, it's not time to become worldly. It's not time to get wrapped up in Hollywood. It's not time to get wrapped up in all of these things. Young people, it's not time to get wrapped up in sin. It's not that time. It's time to get your heart right with God. It's time to get things in line with God and allow God to lead and guide you and direct your path and order your footsteps. You can be seated tonight. Because you'll find out that when God or when the, the bridegroom came back for the, for the bride, for the, the Bible talks about the ten virgins, five was wise and five was foolish. The reason the five was wise is because they had oil in their lamp. They was prepared. They was ready. The five foolish is an example of people that are not living prepared and a watchful life that are not that thinking they got all the time in the world they think that I can do this I can do that he ain't coming back no time soon this is not the truth but he told us to watch and pray he told them after that that you're supposed to watch and pray because you don't know when the bridegroom is coming back for the bride and the five wise, they had oil in their lamps. The five foolish thought that, oh, we can go and we can go get some and then we can come back. But when they came back, it was too late. It was too late. And I want to make sure that I have oil in my lamp tonight. I want to make sure that I'm full 
of the Holy Ghost, not just on a Sunday, but every day. Tomorrow morning when I get up, I want to make sure that I fill my lamp with the oil, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, because I never know what's going to happen. Yes, Jesus might not come back for the church as a whole, but he can come back for us at any given time. And I, when he comes back, I want to make sure that I got oil in my lamp. I want to make sure that I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I want to make sure you can be seated tonight. I want to know what time we're living in. We're living in a wicked and perverse time. I want to know that as well. Now I want to know what the devil is trying to do. I want to know that the devil wants me to get wrapped up and become carnal and get wrapped up with the things of this life. And Paul began to talk to Timothy, and he began to share some things with him. And let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Paul begins in verse 1, chapter 4. He says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, how many know that we're not waiting for those times, that we're living in those, latter, those times now? We're living in those times right now. He said, In the latter times, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. And I'm telling you, Paul said this is what's going to happen in the latter times. We're living in those times. And you and we all know that there are those that are leaving this faith. They're being seduced by a spirit of worldliness. They're being seduced by a spirit of of ungodliness. They're being seduced by a compromising spirit. And it's the devil drawing away those that once held on, that once had a firm grip on this truth and on this doctrine. I can't fall into this trap. I can't, we can't fall into this trap tonight because you better believe that the devil wants to pull you away. You better believe that the devil will bring every seducing spirit along your way, and it's all an attempt to pull you away from where God has planted you. I got to know the times that I'm living in. I got to know that these are the latter times. These are perilous times, and I got to know that it's not time for me to become carnal. It's not time for me to backslide and leave the church. It's time for me to grab a hold of this thing and get a firm grip. Oh, it's time for me to be rooted and grounded. Come on, it's time for me to be rooted and grounded, unshakable, unmovable. <laughs> it's not time for me to be, you can be seated tonight, to be blown to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It's not time for that. But it's time for me to grab a hold of this truth and refuse to let go of it. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3.
beginning at verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, tr truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, haughty, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We're living in those perilous times. Perilous means hard times, difficult times. We're living in that time now. I'm talking about in a time where people will walk up into movie theaters and begin to unload on people. We're living in perilous times. I just heard, and it blew my mind, I just heard yesterday somebody was telling me about an incident that took place, I think it was somewhere in New York, with someone that lost their job over a year ago, came back and put a bullet in the back of someone's head and began to unload. I'm telling you, we're living in perilous times. We're living in hard, difficult times. We see those hard and difficult times with this economic crisis that we're dealing with. Hard times, difficult times that are driving people to do things that are unbelievable. I want you to know that the devil wants you to become lovers of yourselves more than the lovers of God. But I don't care what the devil wants. I recognize the times that we're living in, and I recognize that it's not time for me to backslide. It's not time for me to let down on my faith. It's not time for me to put my trust in the world. Come on, it's time for me to lean on Jesus Christ more than ever. It's time for me to build myself up on my most holy faith and trust and believe that God will make a way. Trust and believe that he will provide. Trust and believe that he will keep his hand on my life. You can be seated tonight. I want to know the time that I'm living in. I want to know what God wants to do in my life as well. I want to know that. Jesus, you'll read in the, where the Bible tells us that he looked out over, of Jeru, over Jerusalem. And the Bible says he began to weep. The word says that he began to prophesy what was going to happen to them. How that the enemy was going to come in and flatten the city and destroy the mothers with the children still in their wombs. He prophesied about this, and he said, and this is why those things was going to happen, because he said, thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. I want to know the time of my visitation tonight. I want to know what God wants to do in my life. I want to know what he wants to do in my children's life. I want to know what he wants to do in the lives of my family, the lives of co-workers. I want to know the time of my visitation. There are people that don't know that. When you give them the gospel, they outright reject it. And they don't know that it's not you 
but it's God trying to get a hold of them, trying, and they reject what God is trying to do in their lives. Come on, I want to understand what the Lord wants to do. I want to understand that God wants to pour out his spirit upon my life, and I want to allow him to have his way in my heart because time is winding down. It's winding down. It's unfortunate that some people can't see what's taking place in our world and can't realize that this world is coming to an end. You read about what's taking place between Israel and Iran. You realize that it's coming. This world is coming to a close. And it's time for the church. It's getting dark, but I believe the darker it gets, I believe that the church shines that much brighter. I believe that the church shines that much brighter. Don't tell me how dark the world is because I believe this dark may, this world may be dark, but I believe that the church is that light. I believe the church is that city that's set upon a hill. I believe that even in the midst of darkness, God can still work. You can be seated tonight. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 3. Acts, chapter 3, and we're going to read what Peter said here because we got to grab a hold of this. And we got to realize that God has a plan for us and for our lives. And this is what Peter said beginning at verse 18. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. We may be living in a wicked time, at a wicked time. and We may be living at a difficult time. But I believe that in the midst of a difficult time, there can be a times of refreshing. Where God begins to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Well, he pours out his spirit upon those that would repent of their sins, those that would be baptized in his name and receive his plan. I believe in those times of refreshing. I don't know about anybody else, but I need to be refreshed tonight. I need to be refreshed tonight. I need God to pour out his spirit upon me. I need him to submerge me. I need him to baptize me. Come on, we may be living in wicked times, but I'm talking about a time of refreshing where miracles still takes place. I'm talking about a time of refreshing where God pours out his spirit upon all flesh, where blind eyes are open, lame legs are healed, the sick will recover. I'm talking about a times of refreshing that God has for his people that trust in him, and that believe in him, and that stands upon his word. Let us remain standing here in the house of the Lord tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. He said you can discern 
God, but you can't discern the times. I want to know what time I'm living in. I want to discern the times. It's not time for me to it's not time for me to get caught up and wrapped up in the things of this world. But it's time for me to, to commit myself even more to God. To dedicate myself even more to his will and to his plan. It's not time for me to skip out on church. Come on, I need all the church that I can get. When this door opens up, I want to be the first one in here with my hands lifted up, my mouth open. Come on, I need the presence of God tonight. We need the presence of God tonight. Let's lift up our hands and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. I wonder if I got some people here tonight that know what times we're living in and are determined that while I have the time, I'm going to stop putting off the things of God. I'm going to stop putting off reading my Bible faithfully. I'm going to stop putting off praying daily. I'm going to stop putting off teaching Bible studies and saying one day I get around to it. But I'm going to learn that Bible inside and out that I can go back and tell somebody about his word and about his truth. I'm going to stop being wishy-washy on the job. And I'm going to be that light. I'm going to be that example. I'm going to be that witness that God has called me to be because I realize what time I'm living in. And it's not time for me to be carnal. It's not time for me to fit in. But it's time for me to tell somebody that Jesus Christ loved them and that there is a better way. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Come on, I don't want to be wrapped up in the things of this life. And I really don't realize I want to redeem the time tonight I want to make the best of the opportunity that I have I want to use my time wisely come on let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight these altars are open I invite people down that are coming with their hearts lifted up with their hands saying Lord help me to recognize the times that we're living in and that I gotta be about your business. I gotta be about your work even more as the time, as it is winding down. It's coming to an end. It's coming to a close. And I gotta tell as much people as I possibly can. I gotta make sure that me and my family are completely in line with your work. Oh, come on, let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus.